You're listening to Let's Stay Together Anime Break, the subseries of Let's Stay Together where we talk about the 2019 Anime Fruits Basket. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. <laughs> Is it weird to be back in the not driver's seat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the 2019 anime in 2021. In 2021. <laughs> By the way, happy, uh, I told you, I told you over text a while ago, but happy second anniversary of podcasting, by the Woo-hoo. way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was looking back and I was like, didn't the first episode of this podcast come out in like march and then i was looking at it i was like oh it was like march 2019 (laughs) (laughs) so i guess we miss our first anniversary but yeah second and well that was happening in march of 2020 i know right that's exactly (laughs) what i thought and i think i was that was when i was still traveling a shit ton because i think feel like i traveled to the beginning of march back to back like the end of february and the beginning of march and then it was like well you were you were out of the country you're out of the country when covid hit so (laughs) (laughs) well I mean, to be fair, it had been slowly hitting for several weeks. It's just that yeah. we just ignored it. That was like, the, it's uh, one-offs. One-offs. Everything's fine. Yeah, that and was now- <laughs> when the domino cascade started. <laughs> Pretty much. And now um, uh, there, I saw a statistic recently that uh, Canada's about to uh, surpass the U.S. in terms of, like, proportion of population that's been infected with COVID. So, yeah, go mm. Canada. <laughs> it's like, congratulations. I guess. Well, we're in the middle of, like, I mean, at least... In, where I live in Toronto, we're in the middle of like third crazy third wave, and it's like insane. Mm-hmm. They just did like a crazy lock. I mean, like the the most strict lockdown that's happened since last since March last year. <laughs> Exciting. Anyway, whatever. So I guess we're still in COVID. That <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you're listening in the future, hello. Yes, yeah, gonna say hopefully someone will listen to this years later and be like, what are they talking about? about. <laughs> <laughs> that would make me happy. But anybody, <laughs> probably anyone who listens to this, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess we watch a lot of old anime. Mm-hmm. If you're listening from the future, hello. It's like, what are you talking about? We're not on a podcast about a manga series from the late 90s, 90s. early 2000s. I mean, the other day I was like, I should I should watch Perfect Blue. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like, whatever. Anyway, the point is, hi. <laughs> Everyone who's listening now, though, who's riding the Faruba wave right now, Who's excited? The season, the last, well, I saw mixed, mixed reviews because people were like, oh no, oh yay, the last season's starting. And then like, oh no, it's the last season, you know? <laughs> so, but whatever. I think, three, I think three seasons is good. For, I think so. For the story. For the story, it's good. And also I think mm-hmm. like in general, like stories need to have an end, you know? Mm-hmm. Like we can't all yeah. be one piece. So. Yeah. <laughs> or like We shouldn't all be one piece. <laughs> we shouldn't all be one piece. <laughs> But yeah, just uh, watching this was um, it was great because I think there's a lot a lot is gonna happen. So mm-hmm. I think it set the tone well for the season. I got emotional. Yeah, I was I specifically got emotional today when I was finishing writing the script. I was like, oh, it's <laughs> like gonna be good and like everything's so crazy. So <laughs> yeah, people don't even know they don't even know yet. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I guess we should talk about it. So this is today we're discussing uh, the first episode of the final season, which was called (gasps) A Hold Another Banquet. Sounds nice. I could go for a banquet. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot how we do this podcast. Um, (laughs) Just kidding. I have notes that tell me how we do this podcast. So we have our summary, spoiler free discussion, then spoilery discussion. So we'll be able to talk about all the spoilers, all the spoiled (laughs) things. Which at this point is like a, the last third of a series. So yeah, <laughs> we've covered this in our special live episode that one time. The content that we covered in that episode was also the, the last episode of the last season. So mm-hmm. it was like we did all of this part back to back. But like this episode was a direct continuation from the last episode of last season. So yeah, they had to have a cliffhanger ending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although like then a lot, a lot of other things, I guess they like explained 
all the um I forgot what happened in this show. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Kayla and I have moved on to another series. You should listen to our other podcast about Full Metal Alchemist. And I've been thinking about that deep into that story for many, many months. And then came back mm-hmm. to this and I was like, wait, what's a fruits basket? And yeah. so uh, <laughs> anyway, it's okay. We'll get back into swing. But yeah, it was a direct continuation from last time. So they kind of, we'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> 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 this is how we do the podcast, right? <laughs> I mean, it kind of is. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Struggling and then bantering and then chuckling and then actually doing it. <laughs> okay. So this episode opens high on a mountaintop with God surrounded by the Zodiac spirits. Toru narrates, a whole another banquet and another, a whole banquet after banquet, an eternal series of gatherings forever unchanging. I may be lonely now, but I won't despair because everyone's waiting for me on the other side of that promise. God draws a circle in the room of a sake cup. Long strands of light fly out and turn into cord and surround all the spirits. The bond is formed. Tor's narration continues. Words spoken in a long-distant past. The original memory forgotten by everyone. The original promise. We see Shigure, Yame, Hitori, and Kureno wake from a dream, crying. And in their dream, a young Ikido says, I'll see you soon. And then we cut to the opening credits. New opening credits. Kureno has just revealed that Akito is a woman. Toru is shocked and completely taken aback. It can't be true. I'm sure you've realized that the Somas have many secrets, Karino says. That's the biggest of them all. Toru still doesn't understand. Akito dresses like a man and acts like a man, and the others all treat her like a man. It's the way that Akito was brought up, raised male from birth, Karino explains. Someone else chose that for her. Someone who almost caught Toru when she snuck into the estate on her mission impossible sneaking. Meanwhile, back at the main house, Akito catches sight of a woman speaking to Hattori through barely open doors. Akito pushes Hattori away and stands between him and the other woman. Hattori reassures Akito that everything's alright. The other woman was just saying hello. Exactly, the woman says from the shadows. I was just greeting Hattori. Is that so terribly wrong? You're always leering at Zodiac men, Akito argues back. The other woman opens the door and steps into the light where we can see her a bit better. Tall, with long dark hair. Akito and the woman glare at each other resentfully. Back at the park, Kareno explains that the woman continues to haunt Akito's mind. Ren Soma, Akito's mother. She was the one who decided to raise Akito as male. I don't know much. Neither Akito nor Ren will speak of it. The only thing I can say for certain is those two hate each other. Bitterly. Back at the estate, Ren taunts Akito. She should watch what she says around the Zodiac or they'll lose affection for her. Ren reaches for Hattori, saying that she feels sorry for him, and Akito quickly slaps her hand away. Akito says that they have a bond that she could never understand. You little fool. That so-called bond to be make you feel something, but it's not real love, Ren taunts. Akito lunges for Ren, and holding her by the neck, pushes her through sliding doors and out onto the ground in the garden. You. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was like, ha 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 ha. <laughs> when this happened. <laughs> I sent you a great meme somebody posted on Reddit where they were like, oh, she, she finally could fly, or whatever. <laughs> Sometimes this anime, uh, there was that other time where uh, Kyo like flung Toru across the lake when, <laughs> in the true form one. And I was like, it's not necessary, but whatever. Yeah. It's anime, I guess. Sometimes, yeah, I was going to say sometimes it gets very anime. <laughs> Choking Renikido says, oh yeah, how about you tell me what is real? It isn't a parent's love. That's not perfect. Plenty of people abandon their children, including plenty of Soto parents, just like you. Hattori rushes out into the garden and pulls Akito off Ren. Ren coughs and sputters. As Hattori holds Akito back, she screams, you can't say what's real or fake, what's pretense or worship. No one can. No one has the right to deny the bond between me and the Zodiac. Ren says, the real thing does exist. The bond that I have with Akira-san is real. 
Ren says, go ahead. When I die, my soul will go to heaven and I'll finally be with Akira again. I don't need you. Angry tears well in Akito's eyes and she remembers a man with white hair telling her as a young child, Akito, you're a special child born to be loved. Everybody is waiting just for you. Back at the park, Harino tells Toru about Ren's feelings about the bond. It's unnatural and twisted and the connection isn't real. Ren and Akito, who clings to the bond, constantly fight. Kurino tells Toru about the dream that he, Shigure, and Ayame and Hitori had when Akito was conceived and how they ran that morning crying to Ren, who didn't even know that she was pregnant yet. Which is still creepy. <laughs> the four are the only ones of the Zodiac who know that Akito is female. Kurino talks about feeling another self within him that he didn't recognize. The Zodiac spirit, compelled by the blood and the bond made in the past. He says, at the first sign of a new ego, the Zodiac blood begins to hound us. Never betray Akito. Tori remembers Rin explaining the promise. No matter how many times they're reborn, the Junishi returned to God's side. Now that my curse is gone, I can see that our bond was unnatural, just like Ren said, Karino says. But at the same time, I could see something else. A little girl. Crying. Back at the main house, Hattori calms Akito while the maids usher Ren off. Really, Akito, Ren taunts again over her shoulder as she leaves. Do you think a pathetic crybaby like you could ever win? As Ren leaves, Akito turns away and starts to cry. Why is she always so mean? She's always cruel, Akito says as she sobs. Hattori remembers Akito as a young child begging to be held. Hattori picks up Akito and carries her back to her room. At the park, Karino apologizes for telling Toru all these unsettling things and explains that he can't abandon Akito, even now, and he can't see Arisa. The same Akito who wounds others too easily is herself deeply wounded, he says. Maybe now you see why I can't leave even if part of me wants to. Toru cries, and she struggles to find something to say, but can't. I'm sorry, all I ever do is hurt people, he says. He holds her cheeks as she cries. He smiles sadly. I'm sorry, and thank you, he says. Kareno leaves, and from up on a nearby hill, we see that Rin has been watching the exchange. She grimaces angrily and leaves herself. A strong gust of wind blows Toru's scarf away, and she drops to the ground. I'm frozen. It's all frozen, she thinks. It's a chain, a spiral of sadness, and everything's frozen. Kareno returns to the estate and visits Akito. He apologizes for leaving, and Akito slaps him. She cries, and then they embrace. Dust turns to night. Toru is still at the park. And Hanajima and her brother arrive suddenly. Here I am to save the day. Da-da-da-da, she says, <laughs> <laughs> and helps Toru up. <laughs> at Shigeru's house, Yuki is confused. Hanajima's on the phone with him. It's just as I've said. Toru is in my custody. She'll be mine all night, she says. <laughs> um, Hanajima, Yuki says, your phrasing is a little sketchy. Is that dad I hear, she asks. You dare object to my impromptu nightgown festival? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure the phrase you're looking for is pajama party, he says, but it's no problem. Excellent. Goodbye. <laughs> she says, so, hmm? The most important thing I learned in this episode is that pajama party is the same in Japanese as English. It's, appar it's apparently a loan word. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Pajama party. Also, I think Hanajima's using the word Matsuri to describe Matsuri. her I forget what <laughs> nightgown festival. <laughs> Hold on, wait, I can find what it was. Because <laughs> we left. I was really happy that they kept all of this exchange. Mm -hmm. um, Nemaki Matsuri. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the word. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Yeah, I just heard Matsuri pleased. and I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's what she said in the manga. So <laughs> they kept it. But I like, I like, and then in the manga, they translated it to Nightgown Soiree, which I also think is great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like Nightgown Festival is also fine. <laughs> or Nightwear Soiree or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> 
She hangs up. Yuki thinks it's a bit strange and wonders if something happened to Toru. He tells Shigure, who has popped his head into the hallway, about the impromptu nightwear festival. <laughs> and Shigure, too, wonders if the encounter that he orchestrated was too much of a <laughs> was that much of a shock. <laughs> Shigure worries that Hana might be worried if Toru doesn't bounce back from the shock. But then a much more immediate worry comes to the fore. Oh, maybe I should try making dinner, Yuki wonders aloud. Do we have a cookbook? Shigure runs over and puts his hand sternly on Yuki's shoulder. That's scary. Don't do it, he pleads. It's okay. I can do it if I try harder, I think, Yuki says. Or maybe you can't, Shigure says. <laughs> <laughs> it's an exchange that doesn't matter, but I love it nonetheless. Yeah. It's actually kind of cute thinking out. It's like, oh, Yuki's more confident now. He <laughs> wants to try things he doesn't <laughs> think he can do anymore. <laughs> things that he truly can't do. He really do. can't, but it's, it's nice that he feels like he can try. Yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Hana's house, Hana's mom adorably asks if Toru's had any dinner, if there's anything that she'd like. Shark fin, Hana says, and her mom is like, that's what you want, Saki-chan, and you just ate. <laughs> Megumi, Hanajima's brother, enters and says that Toru doesn't want dinner, and he suggests making tea, so their mom runs off to make tea. Megumi, you know what to do, Hana says. I'm on it, he replies. The Hanajima family continuing to be the best. Yes! <laughs> I love them. I think it's a great scene. Anyway, <laughs> the, This whole part at Hana's house is nice. Mm -hmm. Hana brings Toru the tea, and Toru asks how she ended up at the park. You were crying, Hana says, in a voice that no one but me could hear. You were crying so loudly. Something sad happened, right? Hana-chan, I'm so confused, Toru says. She thinks about what Kurino told her. His curse is broken, Akito is a girl, and that he's unable to see Arisa. Kurino-san is Kurino-soma, Toru explains, crying. I wanted him to see Uo-chan, so I asked him to, but he said that he can't because he's someone he needs to stay with. Kurino-san is a caring man who puts others' feelings before his own. I couldn't say anything. So many people have had to help me. But when it was my turn, I couldn't do anything. I was useless. You do the same thing, Hana says. I worry about you. If you keep taking on people's feelings and carrying them, and carrying them, and carrying them, I worry that one day they'll crush you. We see outside elsewhere, Kyo has noticed a scarf in the road being run over by cars. He remembers Toru showing him a similar scarf, twisting and then gently smacking him with one of the pom-poms attached to the end of the scarf. Hana says, I worry that if they crush you, we'll never see you smile again. Kyo thinks of Toru smiling with her new scarf. He takes his chance and darts into the road to pick it up. Sorry, I just had... It's like Frogger. This is the danger of outdoor cats. <laughs> They're always running into the road, <laughs> not paying attention. He's just standing in the crosswalk, staring at it like a cat would. That's definitely yeah. true. <laughs> for, for the majority of that scene. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Hana's house, she says, if that happened, if that happened, it'd be the end of the world, Uo says, barging into Hana's bedroom and surprising Toru. Hana had called her, and Uo ran all the way from work. Uo heard everything from outside the door. Toru blushes. I'm trash for making you cry, Uo says, sitting beside Toru, who insists that she isn't trash. <laughs> Uo says that Toru isn't useless. I love you, you dummy, she says, and hugs Toru. Uo reassures Toru that she's okay. And she was right. Toru and Kareno are the same kind of dummy. <laughs> she doesn't want to make problems for people like Toru, so that's all there is to it. So you loved and lost, Megumi asks, which surprises the two out of their heartfelt <laughs> embrace. Hana scolds him to be more delicate. But, Megumi says, some things just take a long time. Friends, lovers, so it wasn't for nothing. Well, duh, that's my personal creed, Uo says. <laughs> <laughs> With all the feels out of the way, they can start their nightwear soiree, I mean BJ party, in earnest. <laughs> and Toru offers to help. My heart pounds as I'm surrounded by older women, Megumi says, and Uo is like that line again. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the main estate, Rin sneaks around in the dark. And Ren 
catches her from behind, grabbing mm-hmm. her shoulders. Get ready for the Rin Ren section of the <laughs> podcast. Toko Makoto. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, we're gonna have to do that again too, because aren't they still in? They're still around. <laughs> Rin catches her from behind, grabbing her shoulders. Isizu-chan, you naughty girl, she says. Rin turns and looks over her shoulder at Ren, wide-eyed. Did you sneak all the way in here? You've been looking for something, haven't you, Isizu-chan? I know all about it. Would you like my help? Don't do it. No! (laughs) (laughs) Back at Hana's Toru and Uo have passed out. Hana and Megumi chat. The whole situation has been hard on Uo and Toru. Do you think there's any chance left? Megumi asks about Uo's prospects with Kareno. That may be another story, Hana says. She tucks them in. Romance is tough, huh? Megumi says. Toru narrates, The sun always comes up again. There's no night that doesn't end. So I'll start again, one thing at a time. She returns to Shigure's in the morning and cheerfully announces that she's back, but the house is still dark and quiet. She catches the sight of a familiar scarf on the floor, however. <laughs> Kyo enters and confirms that it is her scarf and tells her how he found it on the road and cleaned it for her. You know, in a teen boy way, of course. <laughs> Not all the stains came out. If that bugs you, buy another one, he says. She immediately puts it on, and he sasses her that it's not dry yet. She twists so that one of the pom-poms on the scarf hits him. Thank you, I'll never drop it again, she says, earnestly. He blushes and turns away, and then he asks how he asks about her staying at Hana's. We had a nightwear festival, she says, and he's like, a what? <laughs> <laughs> Yuki sees the two of them together from the hallway and smiles. Then he enters the kitchen, and they greet each other. Shigeru joins them, too. You know, Yuki-kun's cooking from last night reminded me of how much I appreciate you, Toru-kun. It was so weird. I don't even know if it was bad. Actually, it was really bad. I almost died. (laughs) Maybe I really can't do it, Yuki thinks. (laughs) Later on their way to school, they run into Uo and Hana, and everyone's all smiley and whatnot, etc. That's the end. (laughs) I'd like to figure out all the things that Karino told me one by one, Toru thinks, and then we cut to the end credits. Yay. You did it. That was cute. (laughs) <laughs> I did it. I only messed up like five times, but nobody will hear them, only you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, wow, what a great episode to open <laughs> this season. It was kind of weird because it was kind of a continuation from last time, I guess, but mm-hmm. not weird. It just kind of, last time we were like, wow, big reveal, Akito is a woman. Yeah. And then there wasn't anything else we could say, but now we can say a couple more things about it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like how uh, Ren the scary person who almost caught Toru who's also Akito's mother raised her to be that way and mm-hmm. they they won't say why uh, like Kareno doesn't know why and he can't explain why but yeah that's fucked up mm-hmm. and then their whole relationship is fucked up because yeah. we saw them fighting that's the first time we yeah. saw capital I issues <laughs> <laughs> I like the way that Kareno was like you see Akito you know the person who is uh, so quick and, and so easily hurts others is also deeply, deeply fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's exactly how he said it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so there's a whole other layer added to this now, I think. Yeah, I think... Uh, I know it's a similar a similar thing in the manga. I think that's the exact phrasing they chose made me think. It's like, wow, it's like Toru and Kareno really are very similar. In, mm-hmm. Like how they think about other people and stuff. It's like, oh... Like even when they've been like hurt, they're like, oh, this person has so much pain that they're dealing with. <laughs> like... That's what she was like. I don't know what to say. Like, I can't tell him to. I can't tell him to like be like no abandon this person. Like it's so complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's such a complicated situation that mm-hmm. it's beyond a normal family curse. It turns out. Yeah, <laughs> it's not your not your average family <laughs> curse. I kind of also liked at the end of the episode. She was like, "I'll I'll take on all these things one by one and kind of like think about them." I guess. Like, mm-hmm. I think it really sets the tone for the rest of this seri- season and series where 
before it was like, I want to break the curse. And now it's kind of like, well, there's all these other things that are complex <laughs> to mm -hmm. try to, I mean, Tori does feel like she has to help everybody all the time. I think that is kind of like yeah. part of her deal. So that she feels like she needs to action in some way, I guess. But, um, but yeah, it's something that's affecting the family. It just goes deeper than just the curse, I guess. Mm -hmm. I forgot what talking about this show was like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, so much drama, family drama. Yeah. And while I thought the, um, the like, flying out the window bit was silly, I did like <laughs> the, like, like visceral violence of the scene. Mm -hmm. Like, her, like, having, like, ran, like, on up. the ground strangling her, because I think, like, even compared to, like, Akito's other outbursts of violence, I think it was, like, this one was, like, very whoa. Like, yeah. I think you can feel, like, how how hurt she is by Ren and the things, like, Ren does and says. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. Mm -hmm. Especially um, while shouting about like parents abandoning their children. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's like just like you. Like she actually mm -hmm. says it directly. Yeah. Says that mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, which she said in the manga, but like like I said, it's like more visceral with the like added kind of physicality of it. There was like speaking of things that's like were were there in the manga, but things that kind of stood out to me when hearing it literally, like hearing them say it or whatever. Like, and I, we maybe we talked about it or not. I don't remember. But Akito Akito says that. You know, like, the bond that she has with the Junishi, nobody else can understand that. Ren can't understand that. And Ren is like, no, that's wrong. And the bond that I, the bond that I have with Akira is real. Mm -hmm. So this kind of, like, almost like, I'm sure we did talk about this, but to me, it, it struck me as a more, like, direct comparison, especially, like, in the, the way the actual, like, dialogue is instead of mm -hmm. the way that it was written or whatever. So, um, like, Ren is purposefully saying, Ren, I guess... Uh, it'll be more explored in the series, uh, in the rest of the season. But this, like, the idea that the bond that we've heard so much about being so strong, Ren doesn't believe it's natural, and uh, believes that her own relationship with Akira was. Did they say that Akira is Akito's father? I I couldn't confirm. <laughs> they haven't said I this think... yet, have they? I'm not sure if it's explicitly said, but I think there's enough implied it's in that obvious. scene that you can make the make we the know assumption because that... we oh. have the whole thing like. Like, we know Ren is Akita's mother, and we know, and her talking about her bond with Akira, and then we see, like, Akita's little flashback to a man telling her about how she was born to be loved, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of obvious that they're interrelated, so. Yeah. And also, I think they did announce, like, the voice actors and stuff as, like, Akira, Akito's father, and Ren, Akito's mother, or Akito's parents, or whatever, so I think it's been, mm -hmm. like, semi-spoiled, and it's not really a big spoiler, because think we don't have that much information about their characters other than like mostly what we saw this time with Ren so it's not a huge deal but yeah um but yeah so uh, Ren's Ren's bond with Akira Akito's father she somehow sees it as like more real or like better than Akito's bond with Junishi so. mm -hmm. and even Kareno was kind of like now that I'm not cursed anymore uh <laughs> I kind of agree so we got yeah. we got that perspective which is interesting yeah Kareno's like the like she's right but she shouldn't say it mean <laughs> <laughs> well ren clearly antagonizes akito yeah so <laughs> she shouldn't say it like that maybe <laughs> like, i think yeah. someone should say it to akito but ren's not the one to say it <laughs> <laughs> well the problem is that you she can't the yeah. like so the one other thing that we learned is like i also thought the wording specifically was interesting where it's like from the moment that we like kind of and this is i'm paraphrasing what they said but like from the moment that we can feel the other like junishi spirit um like we're uh, compelled to not betray akito 
Like, that mm -hmm. was, like, specifically the way that he said it, which I thought was interesting. So, yeah, they can't really say, like, I don't think this is real. And also, like, we, I think that, like, Kareno saying he can only see that because he's on the outside of it. Mm -hmm. He's not cursed. But yeah. it seems like something that the others, like, they just don't think, they don't feel that way and can't think that way. As part of the curse. Part of the effect of the curse. Mm -hmm. Oh, one thing I also thought about that scene specifically with uh, Akito and Ren is that uh, it's because it's all at dusk. One thing that I felt like made it more sort of like menacing and like gave that really strong, angry and scary vibe was that it was all kind of red tinted. So like that mm -hmm. whole scene is red and then it gets darker and darker. So like as a, as Carino returns to the estate, night has fallen. So it's like him going back into like the darkness of the estate. I feel like we've seen that kind of visual language a couple times before where it's like Carino's always like in the dark or Kido's like in the dark mm -hmm. in the estate. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot of good, like, like uh, atmosphere. Yeah, there's a lot of good, like, color language in this anime. Yeah, they all, yeah. and I think this episode specifically, too, because they mm -hmm. also had the scene, like, the memory scene, where everything is, like, super white, like, this kind of, like, ethereal whiteness, mm -hmm. and super, like, pale when they all wake up from the dream or whatever. Yeah. So, very interesting. Yeah, and I couldn't tell exactly. There's a couple things that are taken from different parts of the manga. So, actually, the whole opening scene where it's, like, the god of the zodiac with um the spirits and the making the promise or whatever mm -hmm. that's taken from the end like it's taken from one of the later chapters yeah and we've seen glimpses of that so. before I think. yeah um they've incorporated it possibly even at the like the very beginning i can't remember exactly uh, but i know there was a really early glimpse of it and we're like oh that's interesting i think it might have even been the opening of like season two yeah yeah they it had may that. have been the opening of the first season but i'm They've definitely used it before. Mm -hmm. So even though it's from later, I don't think it, like, detracts or anything. It's not really... And we know there's, like, an old promise. Yeah, later, I think it so. works just to yeah. have that imagery along with the story that we've already, like, heard a couple of times. And it doesn't, mm -hmm. like, doesn't like spoil that part of the ending. So. No, and it's kind of... It's relevant to the thing that's being discussed, which mm -hmm. is a nice addition. Because that wasn't in this part of the manga. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, uh... It just, like, opened up straight with, um... Kareno talking to Toru at the park or what or no the scene with the scene with Ren and Hattori or whatever mm -hmm. whichever one was first <laughs> yeah yeah it kind of yeah. works as like a sort of like stealth recap for yeah getting back into the season you're like oh yeah this is the just... like major issue that's being contended with at the moment so. mm -hmm. yeah and then also to kind of yeah to set the tone for the future where it's like uh I know and like to show the the bond I thought it was interesting how they chose to have like Toru narrate that mm-hmm because, I don't know, because, like, in the, you know, in the manga, it's not somebody's, like, voice. I guess you could just have another narrator or yeah. whatever. You know? I liked it because, um, like, the first time we hear that story is from her mother telling okay. her the tale, so. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like That's her, true. like, remembering the story. I feel like she's, mm -hmm. I mean, we get a lot of information about, like, Akito and Kareno or whatever, but her kind of, like, feelings about this and, like, her thoughts, that's kind of, I feel like, the main focus of the episode, mm -hmm. actually. Like, it's all bookended by her her feelings and her reaction. Right? Yeah. And her, at the end, resolving to continue to be involved with the family or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of nice to get her, use her, her voice to narrate that part. Yeah. Well, we saw Rin. Yeah. <laughs> Rin made mm -hmm. an appearance. I'm uncomfortable with <laughs> how grabby Ren was, though, mm -hmm. because Ren scares me. And she's extra scary in the anime. <laughs> she scared me in the manga. She scares me in the anime. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And she's suspicious. So that's suspicious. Where, hmm? I guess that's where Akito gets her drapey, grabby thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
It's genetic, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, you mean like, um, just personal space invasive? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't know why, but I, I feel like Ren always reminds me of kind of like a witchy character. And mm-hmm. so it's always, she's always like making this promise of things and like si- pulling the strings behind the scenes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, and I don't know. So that, oh, that part where she, like offers whatever help to Isuzu or to to Rin is always like it's sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just very sketchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's pulled from a a couple chapters later, I believe. Oh, is it? Oh, is it? Yeah. I look, I think we don't. It's. It, I think Rin was there in the park, though. Yeah, Rin was there. Um. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, re- regardless, it was sketchy. But it's kind of. I think it's good to bring it in. Yeah, I think it's a good choice to. Line. Yeah, set it up and also to, I think make Rin, Rin more scary yeah like ominous and scary enough and scary (laughs) yeah she was scary before i feel like the the scene where toru's sneaking around and um when she's like talking to kareno like she was doing the drapey face touchy you know sticking her hand out from the darkness of the house kind of thing Mm -hmm. so um so yeah i don't know she's always been creepy yeah i think it makes her more like explicitly menacing yeah to have her be menacing to Rin. Yeah. Because I feel like you could be like, be like, well, Akita ha- Akito hates her, but that's not necessarily a condemnation of character. Because... Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, they obviously have beef, but like, uh, I think there's some other things that Kareno said too, where he was like, I can't remember exactly how he said it in the, um, in the, this episode, but he was like, oh, she's kind of like mentally unstable or whatever. I forget mm-hmm. exactly. But uh, it's also implied that Ren is kind of, like, she's sketchy. Yeah, like, and, she's uh, definitely Akita not... was like, go back to your room. Mm-hmm. Like, she's kept in a separate part of the house and stuff, which I don't... They, they might mention, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like, she definitely doesn't come off as, like, great in that scene, but I, <laughs> I do think it helps to have, you know, just a little more, like, oh, she's oh, explicitly, yes. like, creepy to everyone, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not just the not Zodiac. Just, yeah, not just, like... And not just Akito. Taunting Akito and... Because <laughs> basically everything she does in that scene is to taunt Akito, mm-hmm. and she's, like... Her her being all touchy feely with the zodiac is something that bothers Akito, so she purposely does it. I'm yeah. sure. And she was like, "Oh, Tori, you poor thing, or whatever." And Akito is like, "He's not a poor thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't poor thing him." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're right. It is good to have her not just not just being only an antagonist to Akito because she's, yeah, yeah sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> it helps her be more sketchy, I guess. I don't have that much other stuff to say about Ren. I don't have that much other stuff to say about Rin. We kind of talked about Crano a little bit, I think, but this is the resolution where he says that he can't he can't see Uo. Mm-hmm. And, um, he gave Toru back the CD, the, the DVD. Mm-hmm. But he says a lot of interesting things about the curse and the curse breaking. Yeah. Like, I always found it interesting how he describes, and I'm sure we talked about this before, um, but he describes the feeling of being possessed as, like, I could, I could feel a me that wasn't me. Because mm-hmm. they kind of remember the moment that, like, the god of the zodiac was reborn or recreated so it, it's a little bit different for them than the others that have been like possessed since birth i guess yeah and wouldn't know any different so i think he offers kind of an interesting perspective mm-hmm. on the curse that we haven't seen yet yeah because he knows what it feels like like from the inside and the outside at this point mm-hmm. so <laughs> how it feels inside and how it feels outside <laughs> <laughs> it's like outside flying great times inside <laughs> <laughs> questionable formation of an alternate personality <laughs> like 
or whatever alternate he called it the the subtitle said like an, another ego and i was like oh that's kind of interesting mm-hmm. but, yeah uh, i want to talk about i don't have anything to say specifically oh i guess um well i mean hana and megumi were great as usual yeah <laughs> i like megumi i like their little chat about how like love is hard and whatever and things are hard yeah yeah, I just love the relationship that yes. like, Hana has with her family. Like, mm-hmm. we saw her backstory like we, already in the anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, like we talked before about how like you would expect her to have like a like like non accepting, maybe even abusive family or whatever. But she has like mm-hmm. the most supportive family in the series, <laughs> and like her par- yeah, her parents and cups. yeah, her parents <laughs> and her grandmother are great, and she obviously gets yes. along really well with her brother, her which brother. is cute. Yeah. And he wears black in support of her. I can't mm-hmm. remember if they said that, but he does. Maybe that was a side note in the manga or something, but it was cute. <laughs> but they're, 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 yes, they're great. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed, I like how she's like, you know what to do. And then they kind of like wait outside for Toru to make this confession. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also like the, um, like in that scene where they're all, all the friends are having their emotional moments. Mm-hmm. How there's that little glimpse of the like photo of them all together with Kyoko. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was cute. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kyoko. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since we talked about her. So Yeah. Because just like, oh, this this little group has really just like helped each other mm-hmm. so much. Like, it's very sweet. They're mm-hmm. good friends and they support each other a lot. Yeah. And even Megumi. Mm-hmm. I think we talked in the, when we talked about our like manga times, how like Megumi's often like included in their little gatherings mm-hmm. and stuff. It's very cute. Yeah. Like they all obviously. <laughs> it's also his first nightwear soiree. Yeah. <laughs> with them. <laughs> yeah. Like Toru and Uo obviously like know Megumi well too. And- yeah. Like, talk, like, uh, talk to him. him. Yeah, talk to him as, like, a familiar, like, you know, friendly presence. hmm <laughs> He doesn't hide in the closet when they're there. Yeah. Like, the <laughs> fangirls. <laughs> yeah, so that was cute. And, mm-hmm. yes, I took note of all their black teacups and mugs. Yeah. Like, oh, they have specific hosting tea ch- china for Hana <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> it was cute. And they had good snacks, obviously. Yeah. Hannah's always got the snacks. I know. I was like, wow, there's a lot of snacks on the table. There's like Pocky and like chips and all these other things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was cute. It was must have been a, a Rip Roar and Nightwear soiree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nightwear festival. <laughs> How did you feel about... So did you watch the sub or the dub or both? I watched the sub. Okay. I haven't watched the dub yet. I watched both. The mm-hmm. dub is good. Um, yeah. I assume I really... it would be because it has been, but... Uh... It is, and uh, freaking Laura Bailey nails it all, every time mm-hmm. um, as Toru. But one specifically, I really liked Ren's voice actor for in the Japanese version. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think she did a good job, but I just kind of like how like she does play a really kind of like creepy version of Ren, which yeah. I like. I would say. Mm-hmm. And Akira's voice actor—they announced Akira's voice actor, but he said like one line or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I do like that Ren and Akito sound fairly similar. Mm, yeah, that's true. There was a resemblance. Mm-hmm. I think the person that plays Akira, if I'm not mistaken, it's like Chad something in the in the dub, <laughs> and that was the original. <laughs> I'll look it up. <laughs> the The voice actor, the English dub voice actor, is Chad Klein, and Chad Klein was uh, Akito originally, mm. apparently, in the uh, whatever 2000 whatever early two thousands cool. anime. I like when they do apparently, things like that. <laughs> yeah, they brought like almost all the cast back. Mm-hmm. Um, which is great. Yeah. So yeah, so they brought they brought Akito back as Akito's dad mm-hmm. <laughs> in in the dub. So that's exciting. Yeah. I guess. And like you said, he had like one line. So mm-hmm. it was an important line. Yeah. 
everyone's waiting for you, was waiting for you, and you were mm-hmm. special, and whatever. Yeah. Which they didn't really dive into that much in the rest of the episode, but we shall later, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the opening and ending credits, so if there's other character things that you want to talk about, or story, plot things, that's what I want to talk about, and then I want to talk about the credits. Yeah. The scarf scene is always really cute. With the, oh my god, I Akio, totally Akio forgot! There's like not much to say about cute. it, except for it's cute, but... <laughs> I do love how he, like, sees the scarf and he was like, I think that's her scarf. Mm-hmm. And, like, remembers and then, like, picks it up. There was, like, cars running into the road. The light was going to change. He's going to get hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess he does have cat-like reflexes, so mm-hmm. it's okay. Yeah. And just, like, how grateful Toru is. Like, it's obviously something. It's so cute. Yeah. Like, it was such a thoughtful thing to do. And, like, Toru's obviously really touched by it. Mm-hmm. She was so touched that she put it on wet and then smacked him with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is important. Yeah. Well, it's cute because that's, like, a... Like that was like a little inside joke they had, because mm-hmm. like when she first like bought the scarf and like, look, I bought this, and he's like, it looks like you'll hit someone with that, and she's like, pow, and like, <laughs> and then immediately hits him with it, which is exactly what you should do. Yeah, it's they're flirting. It's yeah, it's gonna stay with their their unsubtle flirting now. <laughs> I think that they don't think they're flirting, but everyone else notices it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, Yuki's like, like Yuki's like time to go to the store. <laughs> Tori's like, hey, look at my pom-poms. And he just, like, turns around and, like, walks away. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, I mean, he paused in the hallway until they were, like, a reasonable time had passed of them flirting and mm-hmm. before entering, which is cute. <laughs> I feel like he's accepted their flirtation now. Yeah. So kind of a dick. But uh, that was cute. Mm-hmm. But it's so, like, casual. And I also yeah. like how Kyo's like, well, it kind of washed it and whatever, and it has some stains that I couldn't get out or whatever, but, like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it bothers you, buy a new one. <laughs> it's like... Not like I like you or anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> then he, like, pulls her pigtails. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was cute. Yeah, I like that, like... <laughs> like, we're at the stage of them just, like... Like, they get along really well, and it's sweet part of their, mm-hmm. like, relationship. Like, we're not in the, like, oh, there's so much tension and... <laughs> No. drama like at the moment right now i mean there's still tension and drama there's lurking in the background but yeah <laughs> like at the moment it's just like oh they just really get along and like being around each other it's sweet yeah it's like, cute they're good they're good friends if nothing else mm-hmm. at least that's what they think yeah that everyone else can see <laughs> <laughs> and kyo is finally well he resolved to just like spend time with her in the t- before mm-hmm. he gets locked away and whatever so i think he's more relaxed because he used to be all standoffish and whatever mm-hmm. and yeah, no, I feel like just chill. they're just like good, you know, good friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like in a lot of like romance-driven stories, it's easy to fall into the thing where it's just like, oh, there's all this like drama happening all the time, and you're like, do these people actually like each other? <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about hot gimmick again? <laughs> it's like I'm always talking about hot gimmick. <laughs> like in some stories, and by that I mean hot gimmick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's just a lot of things where it's like it's like oh, they have like sexual tension and all That's this drama like... is happening, but like then you think about it and you're like, have they ever like? had fun together like i feel like that's why when i was like a teen and a child i was like i don't get how like hermione and ron can like each other they're always fighting it's yeah. like it's a trope mm-hmm. and it just doesn't make sense so yeah not the way it's usually portrayed anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah but anyway yeah mm-hmm. no they have like a normal relationship like normal people who like each other yeah <laughs> like, not like life like each other just like enjoy spending time with each other mm-hmm. so and they're comfortable living together or whatever yeah. so yeah it's cute that was important. How could I have forgotten the most important <laughs> thing of the episode? <laughs> not that Akito is not Ren or anything. It was definitely that. That was definitely the most important thing. It's like scarf flirting. <laughs> <laughs> and Yuki trying to cook. That was also important. Yeah. That's why I dedicated a whole significant chunk of dialogue to it because 
you are right that it's like good that he's trying new things but mostly i just think it's really amusing yeah it's mostly just funny but <laughs> so i was like being like i was gonna die <laughs> yeah i was thinking about like the same thing like when he's like on the phone with hana it's like oh he can talk to people like a people now like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like we used could, to like, joke- talk to people that aren't, yeah. Yeah, we used to joke about, like, how awkward he was with, like, trying to make conversation with Uo and Hana. Where it's like, <laughs> so you, like, so you were in a, yeah, it's like, so you were in a game. In a game. Huh? <laughs> I forgot about that. You were that. like, Yuki, stop. Stop. Just stop talking. Well, he used to just, like, be super awkward, smile yeah. awkwardly at the very beginning. That's why, like, Matoko was in love with him or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, he no, he's just like, okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that that's what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's much more confident. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, he knows how to people. He finally knows how to people. Mm-hmm. I don't think his arc is fully over yet, but he's, like, pretty much there. Yeah, I think um, he's over, like, the biggest hump of it. <laughs> or at least he's at the top of the, the hump, if not all the way over it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, he made great strides last mm-hmm. season. Yeah, I think last season was kind of a Yuki season, like... We, I don't know if this was in our spoiler discussion, but what we had said in our, uh, like, last episode of last season was that we felt like the first third, so, like, the first season kind of focuses on Kyo, mm-hmm. the second season kind of focuses on Yuki, and then our assumption, or what we, I mean, what we talked about in that episode was that this season will kind of focus on Toru, which I mm-hmm. think is true. We yeah. get a strong opener with her in this as well, so... Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. So yeah. yeah, Yuki had most of his growth. There's still, I think there's still going to be, like, there's still going to be uh, interesting scenes with him and stuff. But mm-hmm. So much development yep. happened last time. That was when we had parent teacher com- uh, conferences, and he stood up for himself. And, mm-hmm. and he, uh, he student he told Akito and... he's going to stop blaming others. Oh yeah, <laughs> he got smacked in the face. <laughs> yeah. for that. And he also kind of just like ignored Akito at the beach. That was important, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. <laughs> And he wanted praise yeah. from Toru because he did something he was proud of. <laughs> Frankly, I want praise from Toru. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's like, just, it's like, just need a Toru in my life to tell me I'm doing a good job sometimes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I think everybody does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, you're doing a good job. I can mm-hmm. be your Toru today. Yeah. Today I'm pretty confident. It's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're listening to this amazing podcast, so obviously you're doing a good job. Clearly. <laughs> clearly you're making the right choices with mm-hmm. your life. And you're watching Fruits Basket to just, like, absorb the positive vibes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be crying, but <laughs> this one was good. <laughs> there wasn't... Mm-hmm. Well, there was a lot yeah, of crying, it was... but then it was all resolved with friendship. Yeah, you know? I got, like, the parts I got emotional at were the uh, the friend scenes at the end. Like, when yeah. Hana showed up to save Toru, and then when Uo arrived, and they all had their good times. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also, like, even the end when she goes back to Shigure's and they were all together, I thought mm-hmm. that was touching. Like like we said, they're all comfortable kind of being around each other and they're good friends and whatever. And yeah. It's cute. They can all exist in the same house without uh, half of them trying to kill each other. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean Shigeru and Toru fighting from yes. the first season, right? <laughs> um, I mean, I think also Toru says, like, one thing that was touching to me also was when Toru was like, there isn't, there's no night that never ends. Like, there's always going to be a dawn and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's also nice. And the snow melting. Yeah. It's spring. Welcome to spring. Yeah, after the long, long summer. Oh <laughs> the year that didn't end, you mean? <laughs> after the long summer. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I want to talk about the openings and endings. Can we do okay. that? Yes. So, first of all, I love the opening sequence. Mm-hmm. 
And I think it's partly because I like whatever genre of music chill beats to study to is, <laughs> because that's basically whatever genre of music this is. Some kind of like lo-fi hip hop, I guess. Yeah. But... <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> so I really enjoyed the song. And the, the opening has like these, either they're photorealistic, like drawn backgrounds or they're actual like photos and video that's been edited on top of with mm. the characters which I really enjoyed very much. And the most important thing about the opening, obviously, is that we saw Tom Omiji for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote it. <laughs> I have in my notes, Growth Spurt, Mom- Growth Spurt Mom- Momiji. is here. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's kind of a spoiler, but I mean, it's not really a spoiler. I mean, he was, he's a teen, so he's going to grow. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but that was exciting. Fans of the manga would be excited for Tom Omiji, I hope. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen any translation of the lyrics yet, and I didn't have enough time to, like, uh transcribe the lyrics myself because that's too much work and then mm-hmm. try to translate them but but yeah we it, i found a comment from the band that says mm-hmm. we were inspired by the world of fruits basket yeah even we'll have our own fate and destiny we can move forward with our own decisions and thoughts so i thought that was cute mm-hmm. um, so it's kind of that kind of vibe which i liked a lot yeah and it was sweet mm-hmm. um kind of shippy I want yeah. to talk mm-hmm. about, so some, I have also seen some comments that the openings and endings, the, specifically the end theme was like pretty spoilery. So I want to talk about it in the spoilers in more detail. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ending theme was also, oh, sorry. And the, the, the name of the song is Pleasure by Warps Up. <laughs> That's the name of the band. And um, the ending credits were Hara Urara by Jenik. So, um, and that, this, the end theme uses Takaya's illustrations, mm-hmm. which is cool. I yeah. liked that a lot. I was like, oh, it's so nice. Look how happy Toru is. Oh, my God. Everything's mm-hmm. cute. Because I don't think anybody draws Toru like Natsuki Takaya draws Toru. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was yeah, very her, sweet. Yeah. Her style by the end of the series is very distinctive. So mm-hmm. like when you see it, you're like, oh, that's a, that's a Takaya drawing, not just a, an anime drawing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like the they these scenes specifically remind me of things from the end of the series so it kind of it's like kind of that same vibe like it feels like mm-hmm. you're reading the end of the series again so it's nice it's really yeah. cute and it's all like pink and springy which is nice um but i want to specifically talk about some of the scenes in that i just want to talk about it in spoilers but so basically my comment is it's nice yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're very cute i've enjoyed many of the openings and endings for this mm-hmm. series i think still my favorite so far was home the one from one of the openings from season two um, it was the one where they had like all the weird like motion and stuff we had talked about for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, one of the I did like the uh, kind of motion in the opening credits this time where they had like the words all appear in like smoke and there's like a lot of like kind of spinning and stuff. So yeah. interesting. Yeah, I don't think any of them have really like crazy stood out to me, but I've enjoyed all of them. Um, mm, yeah, I think uh, imagery wise, I really like the like paper craft. Yeah, that one was one. nice. I was just thinking yeah. about that. I think that was. Um, uh, what is the song called? It's by Intersection. Someone's screaming in the audience. <laughs> oh, One Step Closer. I think that one was for One Step Closer. But yeah, they're all good and they all like fit the vibe of the series. I liked the opening. I mean, I think the the, the end does too, but the opening one is nice because it kind of sets the a good tone because I think we're in a, we're, I think, I know we're in kind of like a darker part of the series. Mm-hmm. So it was more of a like chill, not necessarily dark, but like it's not like like wasn't as like cheerful a... and upbeat yeah, like, as the other ones. Exactly, it's more subdued. Mm-hmm. It's not like the umbrella one, which I think was chime, chime. I think um, whatever, whatever the that one was, um, pretty like upbeat. Which I yeah. don't know if would really go with like kind of the vibe of this part of the series. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Anyway, I liked them. They were yep. both good. Um, I want. 
I want the opening song to be on Spotify, but it isn't yet. So <laughs> <laughs> the end one is. If anybody wouldn't wanted to know who didn't already immediately go look for it a couple days ago <laughs> or last week. By the time this comes out, it'll be last week. So, um, but yeah. Anyway, it was good. I thought it was a great opening episode. I think we're in for a real roller coaster ride this season. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so next week we're going to talk about That's an Unwavering Truth, which is the name of episode two, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're going to do music and then spoiler discussion. But if you're not sticking around for spoilers, we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, thanks for listening. Yeah. We can say that too, right? Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs> so if you're not listening to spoilers, get out. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs>
for the discussion of this podcast. I think if yeah. I was just watching this, I probably would have just listened to it once and then been like, cool, that's mm-hmm. nice. <laughs> yeah, well, I saw some people like complaining about it like before I watched it because, you know, I, we everyone had heard yeah, about the how there was going to be new uh, Takaya illustrations, illustrations in the ending. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I watched it with that, like, knowledge that people were complaining about it. And I was like, oh, that it? Is that it? Like, Yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah, I think it's... I feel like you're more hyper-aware of spoilers when you know what they are. Like, True. If you're, like, worried about other people seeing them. Because I know there's stuff where it's, like... Like in the manga we're doing now, where I'm like, is that spoilery? Like to like mention Definitely. this, and I'm like, or is that's that like, something you could naturally like figure out? Yeah, it's like Akira. Yeah. I was like, should I call him a man with white hair? Should I just mm-hmm. call him Akira? Like, I mean, obviously Ren said it right before that, but then it's still not really revealed. So yeah, like, yeah, exactly. It's hard to make those decisions sometimes. So you, mm-hmm. I feel like in our case, we err on the side of not being spoilery. So yeah, um, but that's okay. That's why we have a spoiler session to talk about everything that we want to talk about. Yeah. When the part with um, Hiroki and Hinata for a second, I was like, they didn't have a baby. I was like, oh, wait, that's, <laughs> that's Hiro's sister. I was so offended. <laughs> and confused. Definitely didn't have a baby that young. <laughs> like, yeah, they're like 12. <laughs> I just thought it was really... I, like, I thought I, I laughed at myself after because it was really stupid. <laughs> But yeah, anyway. And then there was like Momo and Momiji, which is cute, but you already know about them. Yeah, you already know that like And you could be like, maybe you don't know why Rin's hair is short. Like is that really a spoiler? And like Mayuko's hair? Mm -hmm. They could have both have horrible haircuts. We don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say especially Mayuko, it's just she decided to cut her hair. Like there's nothing to that. It's just No. No. Um. But yeah, and then there's like they are like holding hands and stuff, and then they have there's like Kareno has the cane. Um but you wouldn't I mean, again, like why would you unless you know why he has it you wouldn't be like oh man he's like holding a cane it's like yeah yeah it's not like it's like clearly he's recovering from being stabbed by akito (laughs) (laughs) clearly obviously people who get stabbed need canes all the time (laughs) yeah um so yeah i i i feel the same way as you but i understand why some people would be like concerned that it's Mm -hmm. spoilery but yeah i think it's like it's really more spoilery if you know and then you're like you're in the know so it doesn't matter you know yeah yeah i think it's more like I think your average person watching it for the first time is just going to be like, oh, look at all this pretty art. Like, oh, Yuki and Wachi and Kakiru, look how cute they are. Mm-hmm. Look at Toru and Kyo holding hands, obviously. But then I was like, but it's just like a dude, it's just a guy in a school uniform and a girl in a school uniform. It could be Yuki and Wachi, we don't know. Mm-hmm. It could be someone in Momiji wearing the girl's school uniform, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think it's like kind of, some of the things are kind of obvious, but I also don't. Yeah, like, you obviously we're hyper aware of them because we know what all of them are from, so. Mm-hmm. Or we know, like, why they're all like that, whatever, so. But yeah, anyway, I enjoyed it regardless, and I loved seeing additional illustrations that Kaya had done. It made me happy and warmed mm-hmm. my heart, essentially. One thing that I thought was interesting in the opening credits um, was that they had, like, Shigeru and Akito at windows, and I feel like we had spent a significant amount of time talking about Akito being inside, looking out constantly. Mm-hmm. And so it just was, like, nice to see that visual language again. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not not like i don't know it's just an interesting choice mm-hmm. oh and then like toru on the street reminded me so some of the scenes in the first one the first the opening theme reminded me of some specific scenes in the manga which i also enjoyed like where it's like uh they have these like uh three panel things of of toru and machi and the one of toru reminded me of like the scene where she kind of like spills her feelings to rin and shigure about kyo and like takes off down the street kind of reminded me of that mm-hmm. And there was one of Machi in the school, like, on the stairs. And I think there's, like, a specific Yuki Machi should be seen on the stairs where mm-hmm. she's, like, hopping down the stairs. I can't remember if we've already seen it, but I don't think so. I think it's coming up. Yeah. 
I think so. So I was like, oh, that's cute. It reminds mm-hmm. me of that. They weren't like exactly the same, but they were cute. Yeah. So I enjoyed that very much. Oh, and there was a Yame Aminia. We didn't talk about that in the end theme. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I kind of skipping around a little bit, but Yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of like character thing, oh sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I was just saying, I maintain that Ayame Mine was obvious from pretty early on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, and back on my rant about how it's yeah. not spoilery. Yeah. I think it's definitely like if you well, just, you don't have to be in the know to see. Yeah, those aside, things, yeah. It's like aside from the like spoiler issue now, it's like I've seen people say that like like oh that was one of the like last minute thrown together ships. I'm like no 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 I'm no like no, his no. head was on her lap. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> With those people, I agree with yeah. you. <laughs> There's some of them that see that are a little like thrown together, but that one was like <laughs> that one was obvious before it was even obvious if it was going to be gonna say, like Kyoto or Yuki Toru. You mean like me, Michan and Ritsu? How dare you? <laughs> but also, they actually did more work in the anime to put mm-hmm. them together, so that's a lot better, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of them were like thrown together. I think there's just not enough time. You know? Yeah, it's like, I think they all, like, they're all cute and they all work. They're just, like, there wasn't I mean, enough time, like, dedicated to them. They didn't because... include, like, Komaki in the credits. That would have been spoilery, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we haven't seen her at all yet. We yeah. just heard about her on Kakura. <laughs> Meet <anime>. Angel. So. <laughs> Meet Angel! <laughs> <laughs> the best. Uh, I was going to say, in terms of the things that happened in the plot, we're in full downward spiral of Akito now. That's great right mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so great well i guess we were always in full downward spiral over keto it's just now that's the focus Akito's the entire life has been a downward spiral <laughs> <laughs> from the time that kareno's curse broke probably at least i would say mm-hmm. although yeah i mean she was always with ren so <laughs> actually no she was always like raised by the maids and stuff so mm-hmm. yeah no yeah you're right <laughs> yeah <laughs> born into the downward spiral um, one thing that I have taken note of is that there's some Kyoko, so we had, like, Kyoko's backstory uh, in the manga already that hasn't covered in the anime yet, and we mm-hmm. talked about that, uh, in our last episode of the podcast for last season, so I guess that's just a friendly reminder, we still have to mm-hmm. wait on that, and I'll be mad if yeah. it's not yeah. there. I feel like we're gonna get it all grouped together with, like, Toru's, like, feelings about her dad and everything. Yeah, probably. Get sure one big emotional, you know... <laughs> crash on dumpster fire towards towards <laughs> emotional states oh it's gonna be so sad the scenes with her mom are gonna be so sad mm-hmm. like when her mom is dead in the yeah. hospital i'm not looking forward to it and by that i mean i'm looking forward to it mm-hmm. <laughs> i just and like rin in the cat's room and stuff that's gonna be yeah. really bad all that's gonna be really painful i'm so yeah. not excited literally as and by like that, i mean i'm excited yeah literally as soon as we saw like rin in the park like getting angry on Tori's behalf and marching after Karina. I was like, don't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like Rin, uh, Ren grabbing her. I was like, don't do it. Yeah. Don't, she, she's lying to you. She's lying. I feel like we screamed this much when this happened in the manga too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I liked the choice to have Toru kind of end with like, I want to like unpack all this shit that Karina said about Akito being girl and his curse being broken. And you know, the fact that the curse can be broken and, mm-hmm you know, all Akito's deal and stuff and how yeah. it's going to kind of, like, play into all the other things that happen. And I think we are generally right in our assessment that the first third of the series focuses on Kyo, the second third focuses on Yuki, and the last third kind of focuses on Toru mm-hmm. and her development. And yeah. We've talked about that before, so mm-hmm. people would know. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Another thing that's to get up for the like it's only spoilery if you know it's spoilery mm-hmm. is in the um the opening with the uh God's banquet. We see mm-hmm. God with the cat cradled in his arms before he Cat's starts cat? Yeah, before he starts the uh the, the bond. The bond mm-hmm. ceremony. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. I don't mm-hmm. know why. I mean it's like, oh, he's like, making oh, the cat yeah, it's making the cat drink first. Oh, it's gonna no. be bad. <laughs> He's going to get angry. <laughs> They're all going to get angry. I liked the uh, actual like visual of the bond kind of like forming and kind mm-hmm. of making like a cage around them. It was very interesting. Yeah. It was a good scene. I think it is smart that they're bringing in all those scenes because we kind of get all of that at once in the manga. And it's nice that it's like incorporated throughout mm-hmm. the anime. Like we've definitely already seen it multiple times. At least one time. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, it's nice to have it because it we're talking about like the kind of the the changing nature of the bond so mm-hmm. you know reminded that the there was an original like promise that was made that's not the same as it is now so yeah. we kind of get that reminder i don't have like a huge amount of things to say because basically i feel like we all know if you're here you already know what happens right mm-hmm. like, you already know what happens in the rest of the story so i'm not gonna go through everything else yeah um <laughs> shit's gonna than, go down yeah keto's in the downward spiral <laughs> Shit's gonna go down with like Ren. And, oh, we already made it. We already talked about uh, Kareno getting stabbed, so that's good. We got yeah. <laughs> and Kyo and Toru. Oh man, it's gonna be so great. They had <laughs> actually one thing that was really surprising that I I thought it was surprising that they had in the credits was pulling the str- like the beads mm-hmm. the bracelet. Yeah, which I don't think you is a spoiler. Like you you would be like, oh my god, no, you know. But yeah. not like it's not like that. I don't know. I mean, maybe people. I don't know what people guess about things. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Do I don't think the curse is broken. Yeah, I don't think my first thought would be the job. curse is broken. I think like there was some kind of like an incident. Angry, yeah, like some some kind of like desperate, frustrated thing happening. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. which there is, but yeah. it's not, not the way that you think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's oh, it's going to be so great. Mm-hmm. I'll definitely cry. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be, like, the best reward after all the <laughs> awful things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and y- Yuki talking to Machi, it's gonna be so- or confessing to Machi, it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Think of all the crying. All the <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't have any other things that I want to say about this episode for now. Yeah. Next time we're going to talk about Shigure. I forgot to look up what part of the I'm pretty sure this it's, is, but yeah. it's him being like, I'm the worst. Well, I think it, no, I think it's him, um, I thought it was him, like, when he gives the paper flower to Akito and they have the like mem- the memory of him being like basically like I love you yeah. and that's the like one like truth or whatever I care about you and that's the honest and yeah. truthful <laughs> truth I've opened my volume now mm-hmm. that's in chapter 100 so yeah I think you're right it's the whole yeah they make the flowers for the thing mm-hmm. and uh this is the part immediately after so like they're making beautiful flowers so there's something I forget exactly what it is it's like their graduation thing and yeah Toru tries to talk to Shigure about Akito being a girl and then there's some, like, drama at school with, like, whatever. Mm, yeah. And then Shiguri, Shiguri and Akito have their drama. And then it <laughs> ends with the, like, I do remember the thing that I said and has the... Yeah, do you remember? Yeah. And then it has some memories. Oh, I guess they'll probably combine these two chapters. Because the next part also continues that, like, storyline with Shiguri and Akito. Mm-hmm. And then they argue about he's, how he slept with Ren. How exciting! Yeah. <laughs> How dare you do that with her? How dare you? And he's like, that was a long time ago. And you already punished mm-hmm. me. <laughs> what a dick. Who's ready for me to, to complain about Shigure? Yeah. 
who was waiting all for the last like six months for me to whatever anyway <laughs> it's okay i still think he's a fascinating character It'll be mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah so next time i guess we'll have that that'll be a good time i guess question mark <laughs> we'll, we'll get to talk about a lot of drama because yeah be a lot of shippy drama so that'll be good <laughs> Oh, I love drama so much. Maybe we should have a hot gimmick podcast. <laughs> Can you imagine? I feel like it's like episode 300. Everyone continues to be the worst. <laughs> hey, it has an end. It's not like One Piece. No, it's like it wouldn't be that long. But if it had continued, it was, everyone would continue to be the worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, you All right, agree? Bird, you have something to say? He's like, how dare you besmirch hot gimmick? <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite story. All right. Well, I don't have any things to say right now. Next mm-hmm. week, we'll be back for episode two, and I'm sure it'll be interesting. Yay. <laughs> Yay, it's happening. We're in the last season of Fruit, but we're finally going to get everything animated. How I exciting. Know. It's so good. Then we'll then there'll be box sets. Think of all the box sets. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.